Mystery Minnesota is an original fiction podcast from Adventures in Creativity Productions. Call it an anthology of strange stories, mysteries of a punishing land, and the people that call it home. And these stories impacted one man's life in a way he never anticipated. Believe them or don't. But remember, these stories are told in order, so make sure and start at the beginning. Don't worry, we'll be here whenever you catch up. Welcome to Mystery Minnesota. I bet we can all remember times our parents told us terrible stories that scared the living daylights out of us as kids, only to find out as we got older that they were just stories to keep us in line. You know, don't stick out your tongue or make those silly faces or your face will get stuck that way forever. Or keep your feet off the table or you'll be married before you're able. Or how about don't throw batteries in the campfire, they'll explode and acid could burn off your face. Well, that one might actually have been real, but you get the idea. The thing about those stories is that sometimes they're rooted in truth. Sometimes the true warnings fall on deaf ears as the kids become wise to the game. Foggy summer nights may be truly sinister, and what lurks in the fog may just wreak havoc on you or your home. Of course, it might just be your parents trying to get you to come in and go to bed. Old wives' tale or perilous warning? That's for you to decide. As brutal as Minnesota winters can be, especially here up in the Northwoods, those long midsummer days are a glorious display of true freedom. Sure, there's the humidity so thick it threatens to choke you, and the mosquitoes, and well, those perfect days do have their pitfalls, but overall, they're miraculous. Ben, he spent those summer days reading books from the local library, adventuring through the woods, exploring places so dense and green that getting down under the cover of summer leaves and underbrush was like entering some secret old rainforest. He'd spend hours at the river fishing or just laying on the sandbar hidden around the second bend. If he was lucky, his parents would take him for an afternoon swim at the lake before coming home late, full of sand, to crawl into bed. You see, that heat and sun, they bring a relaxed sleepiness like nothing in this world can. And growing up in the country, Ben was used to finding ways of entertaining himself, staying out playing and exploring the woods surrounding the small field on the backside of the family property. You see, those lands were safe. They were his kingdom. Of course, they came with plenty of warnings from his parents, but overall, they trusted him to stay out of trouble. There were only a couple things really hammered into him from an early age. 
The first being that the woods on the northwest corner of the yard were off limits due to an old semi-collapsed well that still gaped open in the underbrush about a few hundred yards or so away from the house. Well, boys will be boys, so naturally he explored the area when he figured his parents weren't watching. How could he be expected to ignore the lure of this mysterious old well? A well whose top was loosely covered and hidden by the thick growth of the willow brush and swamp grass. Of course, they always knew. They always found out when he'd been somewhere he shouldn't have been. He'd get scolded a little and sent right to bed, only to be set free to spend time exploring and learning the land the very next day. Really, that well and the chance of wildlife wandering through the yard, well, they were the only things that were even a remote threat to his safety. And if we're being honest, they weren't much of a real threat. His parents just made them sound more serious and scary than they were so that he'd listen. He never believed them until one night he and his best friend were out after dark playing while their parents visited and a sudden commotion in the brush next to them gave them such a scare that they ran into the house in a full-on panic. A panic that was instantly followed by loads of laughter at how dumb they felt for freaking out because they were just fine. But the next morning, Seeing the set of large bear tracks in the mud mere feet from where they had been playing, well, that planted a hefty seed of doubt. Anyways, where were we? Oh, yeah, the warnings Ben would receive from his parents. You see, the second was a warning about the fog, about how on those humid late summer evenings when the fog would settle in and roll across their little field, he was not under any circumstances to go out and play in that fog. When even the slightest mist settled on that field, his parents warned him to get back inside right away. You see, that fog only came when old Zeke was out hunting. And if old Zeke got you, well, that was it. The end for you. You know, they never actually said what happened to you. But it was implied there was some dire and deadly consequences. Really, the punishment was whatever his young mind could imagine, and of course, in a young boy's mind, that was far worse than anything his parents could have ever told him. But he always suspected it was just a story his family had passed down for years. He'd seen the fog come many times, and if there was an old Zeke out in that fog, well, why wouldn't he just open the door and come on in? That's how Ben found himself working up the courage one particular humid July afternoon. It had been hot all day, so humid it felt like you were breathing underwater. But by afternoon, it started to cool down quickly and he'd learned enough about the woods to know those were perfect conditions for the fog to roll in. Besides, he wasn't a baby anymore. Those old stories they told him couldn't scare him. The curiosity of a young boy is far more powerful than most any fear, especially when he's had a whole summer to work up that courage. He'd convinced himself that the only reason they didn't want him out in the fog is because they were worried he'd get lost if it got too thick or maybe get turned around and, like a baby, not find his way home. 
But he knew this land as good as his dad. He knew he'd never get lost, and he knew that that fog had to be seen and felt as it swirled all around him. It was the one thing he'd not yet explored on that sacred family land. And tonight, he had his chance. Tonight, he'd face his fear of old Zeke once and for all and prove to his parents he wasn't a baby anymore. When the frogs started singing in the creek behind the field, he swallowed hard and grabbed the lowest branches of that old jack pine out back and pulled himself up. You know, we've all been there. We've got these memories from childhood that bubble up and the warnings from parents and the silly fears of childhood. But there comes a time when every young boy must face down his fears, no matter how big or small. Sometimes the only way past is to go straight through them. It's always a big deal when facing those fears means disobeying the rules set forth by your mom and dad, knowing you're going to be punished. And young Ben, well, he was dead set on taking care of that business on that foggy July evening. Sitting on the branches of the old jack pine in the backyard, he watched the sun push its final rays up into the sky as it disappeared over the horizon. He also watched the low fog begin to creep into the back edges of the field. Darkness was setting in quickly, the cool air leaving droplets of frost before beginning to shimmer on the grass. The moonlight glanced off the fog, glowing as it twisted and swirled with a life of its own. His mom shouted out to him from the back porch, Ben, get your ass back in the house. It's getting late. Don't you see that fog rolling in? Old Zeke is going to get you. But he didn't want to go in. If there was one thing he loved more than anything, it was watching the fog roll in across the field on a cool summer evening. Of course, his parents had constantly pulled him away, telling him old Zeke was going to get him. They even made him memorize that silly little rhyme learning it as a young kid, and now, when he got in the house, he'd be forced to recite it to them yet again. Be wary when the fog rolls in, creeping slowly across the land. Lock your windows, stay indoors, old Zeke is close at hand. Since he could talk, he'd heard those warnings about old Zeke, but it couldn't be real. His parents, aunts, uncles, even his grandparents had all told him to watch out for old Zeke at some point. But whenever he'd ask what old Zeke was and why he was supposed to be afraid of him in the fog, no one ever answered. They just quickly looked away and muttered things like, pray you never find out, before they changed the subject. When he noticed the temperature dropping, he knew. Tonight, he would enjoy the fog rolling in at least for a little while. Yet those years of warning still lingered, so he decided he'd played a little safe at least, which is why, after that short scramble up the tree, he found himself perched up off the ground in the branches of that old jack pine. With mosquitoes buzzing, the gnats biting, he settled against a tree to watch the show. It was mesmerizing, 
It seemed to ebb and flow like ghostly waves slowly washing ashore from some long-forgotten lake. His understanding of the fog was minimal. He hadn't yet learned how it works, how it was simply the humidity in the air condensing to visible drops just because of a temperature difference in the air and the land. To Ben, it was simply magic. It was as if a cloud had decided to drift down to explore placing its feet on the ground to walk around just for a little while. Even though he felt a little nervous after a lifetime of warnings, he just couldn't understand how something so beautiful, so magical, could be a danger. What he didn't anticipate was the sound. The way the fog seemed to cut off the sound as it rolled and crawled across the field toward where he sat perched up in that tree. It was like someone was putting up a wall between him and the sounds of the woods at the far edge of the field. Where usually he would hear a symphony of frogs and birds and other wildlife noises filling the night sky with their song, now everything seemed to be silent. Sitting there, staring into the fog, his mind played tricks on him. That lifetime of warnings echoed and grew stronger in his head. His mom yelling for him to get back in the house or else. Even the dog seemed to be getting restless, barking at the fog of all things. Ben stared and felt that familiar twinge of fear start to tickle deep inside. You know the one. It starts deep in your gut crawls up your spine like a snake working its way all over your insides. The fog was all around him now, creeping just past the tree he was in. But he wasn't as high up as he thought he would be. His legs hanging over the branch he sat on were about ankle deep in the mist. It was so quiet he could barely hear his mom yelling anymore or the dog barking. It was like they had been swallowed up even though the fog hadn't reached them yet. At that moment, feeling both fascinated and terrified by the fact the fog was all around him, he noticed at the back of the field, movement. Like the fog had started sticking to itself, still swaying and swirling in that ebb and flow, but more dense and forming into some sort of shape. It almost looked like a person. Be wary when the fog rolls in. But there was no one there. The harder he tried to focus on the shapes, they seemed to flow and disappear, only to reappear a little closer creeping slowly across the land. Curious, he leaned forward, straining to make his eyes find purchase on what seemed to be someone moving out in the thickest parts of the fog, that dense fog that was edging ever closer. Lock your windows and stay indoors. As he tried to see what was out there, fear began to grow next to that curiosity. He could hear his mom faintly still, her voice shrill and more anxious, but the fog made her voice sound strange, like it was coming from underwater. But he wasn't really listening. He stared hard at the fog, trying to identify whatever it was out there. He should have been paying more attention. You see, branches can hold a lot of weight. The snow they carry each winter is proof of that. But they aren't indestructible, and at a certain point, 
They just snap off under the stress. And as he hit the ground, Ben cursed himself for not paying attention to where he was on the branch. If his parents heard him say the words that went through his mind, he'd be in hot water. You see, he had leaned too far out and now found himself completely shrouded in the fog. Standing, he looked around. He was disoriented from the fall, and the fog was so thick he couldn't tell which way was towards the house or which way led deeper into the fog. That deeper fog where someone seemed to be moving ever closer. That was it. The fear took over. Ben, he was no longer curious, no longer wondering at the mesmerizing swirls as the fog rolled across the land. The world around him seemed silent except for the light whisper of the mist as it swirled, but he could feel it there. He reached around blindly, seeking the tree. Maybe he could climb back up quickly, get out of the fog before it was too late. Hands outstretched in front of him, he turned until he felt the rough bark under his fingers. Fear nearly strangled the breath out of him, coming in sharp gasps as he tried to tell himself it's all in his head. I'm not a baby anymore. But those stories of old Zeke were like alarms, blaring, pounding sounds telling him to run, to climb, to get out of that fog because if he didn't do it now, he never would. Searching for something, anything to grab hold of, his heart raced. Fingers gripping a branch, he swore he heard footsteps on the other side of the tree. Heaving himself up, he climbed. Climbed as if his life depended on it, and maybe it did. His blood pounding in his ears, he got his feet up on that first branch and stood, reaching for the second, but the fog was still so thick, he had to climb! Old Zeke is close at hand. Pulling himself up to the next branch, Bark scraped roughly off the tree below him. There was something there and it was coming for him. Panic took hold. He froze and so did the sound. Ever so cautiously, he reached his foot up towards the next branch once more. And with what seemed to be an explosion of force, it grabbed his leg, and while he screamed, it pulled him from the tree down into that thick, swirling fog. Mystery Minnesota is an Adventures in Creativity production written, produced, and performed by David Swiduck. You can find out more about the show and all of the others at AICpod.com. If you're enjoying what you hear, be sure to reach out to us on social media by following at AIC Stories on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or, of course, you can email us via the contact form on the site. If you want to support the show and help more people discover and uncover the mysteries we're exploring, you can leave us a review or, most importantly, share Mystery Minnesota with your friends. Look, no matter where you hang out, be it Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, or Instagram, word of mouth is still the best thing you can do to help support life here in Mystery Minnesota. So don't be shy. Let people know what's up. 
Of course, we'd love it if you checked out all of the other storytelling fun happening with Adventures in Creativity Productions as well. So while you're at AICpod.com, go ahead and explore all of the other content right there. You can get all of the great projects like Faded Words and Adventures in Creativity in one convenient place by subscribing to AIC Stories in the podcast app of your choice. Really is the best way to keep up with everything we have coming up for you on Adventures in Creativity Productions. But if you only want to follow the story of Mystery Minnesota, you can find us under Mystery Minnesota in your podcatcher or at anchor.fm slash mysteryminnesota. So get yourself all caught up and stick with us, because there's more to the story here in Mystery Minnesota.